Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Rosho Nesterovich, Doug West, Joey Devine, Nikola Pekovich, Eddie Griffin, Sean Keane, Isaiah J.R. Ryder. <laughs> Wiggins! Musical guest, The Replacement! And now, the host of Brown Ball Rock, Joey Devine! Hi! It's me! What's up, Round Ball Rock? What the fuckers? What Round Ball Rockerinos? Round Ball Rockers? Don't know what that last one was. Uh, it's me, your host, temporary host, of course, Joey Devine, and I'm here, the very special early-in-the-week edition of Round Ball Rock, with my friend, my co-host, your friend, your co-host, Sean Keen, everyone. Sean, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, very excited about the end of the NBA season, the upcoming Big Three Combine and Draft. Oh, you're going to that tomorrow, right? I will be attending the, the combine. big three combine. So uh, I'm going to get to see players like Greg Oden, Quintel Woods, um, others. Quintel uh, Woods, that's problematic. Quintel Woods, dog fight, convicted dog fighter, Quintel <laughs> Woods. <laughs> like he's, uh, he may have the worst criminal record of any jailblazer. Is that? I don't even think that's. I. Do you count no, Ruben Patterson? Ruben Patterson. Yeah, I, that's he's the worst. He is the worst one. But, <laughs> but Quintel Woods, like that's a dimension of law breaking. You just don't you don't see a lot of dog fighting organizing anymore. Uh, no. And that's you really don't. why Donald Trump 
is going to lead our country back to its dogfighting <laughs> greatness. Okay. Make America growl again. We right. have too we have too many things to talk about uh, for this, Sean. We've got to let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, Sean, we're getting a playing game, baby. I'm I'm very excited about this. This is tomorrow this is, night. Yeah. The Wolves, the Nuggets for either the <laughs> the uh, seventh, sixth, or ninth spot, I believe, right? Or I guess the Wolves can make the A spot, but the Nuggets cannot. Uh, see that I don't correctly? know why. I don't know why the Nuggets can't make. The the, the 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 eight. I don't understand why that would be. Unless are the Pelicans a, and Spurs playing each other on the last game of the season or something? I think so. And also, I believe they have a tiebreaker over one of those teams. Yeah. That okay. That that makes sense. That makes sense. Um. Yes. The the Nuggets and Timberwolves are playing. The Spurs and Pelicans are playing with the exact same record. Uh. So it's looking like. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it right now and say that the the Oklahoma City Thunder have uh, I think they've locked up the five at this point. Okay. They've got a game against Memphis remaining, and uh, mm. and I think they've well actually no I guess the Spurs if they win I believe would still stay ahead of them. They're in the playoffs though. They're right? in the playoffs. Everybody's everybody's. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's only... in but Denver or yes. Minnesota. So I think if Minnesota wins, anyway, Denver would jump to the seven, and they would pass either they would pass the Pelican Spurs loser would drop mm-hmm. down to eight. Yeah. Oh man, you know what? I'm gonna say dream scenario here. Yeah. You ready? Uh, the Rockets get the Spurs. Oh. That would be great. <laughs> LaMarcus Aldridge does murder the Houston Rockets. He's done it at least twice in the playoffs. Where I mean, they've just been like, we have else? no answer for this guy. You know who murders both Chris Paul and Manu Gino- and uh, James Harden? Who's Playoff Manu Ginobili, oh, baby. <laughs> on fire. I mean, look, I, I know this. The, the difference in this Rockets team is that Chris Paul is really, really good from the mid-range. But the Spurs are very good at taking away your chance to shoot three-pointers, and that seems like it would be mm-hmm. pretty effective against Houston. I mean, they're Houston's great. They are a really good team, but I would not want to play the Spurs one bit. In a Rudy one. Gay explosion would be right up there with that would, wouldn't the, that kill? the, like, Josh Smith, that time Josh Smith knocked out Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how much would Daryl Morey hate it if Rudy Gay, oh. <laughs> Kid Sloan Converts, and Rudy Gay's just like, yeah, I did, you know, I just needed to find a system. I just my got hot. 15th year in the league. <laughs> I mean, it's just, um, I don't know why that was such the... a ridiculous thing to say, because it is, like, his 12th year in the league, but, okay. <laughs> Let's talk about the Nuggets real yes. quick. Uh, the Nuggets had such a fan. It was such a fantastically terribly played game last night against the Trailblazers uh-huh. to keep their playoff the playoff hopes alive. Yeah, like neither team shot particularly well. I would say uh, the Nuggets kept missing wide open three pointers in the fourth quarter, uh-huh. like where Jamal Murray would just like like just 
shank like the most open threes you've ever seen. It was like the 2002 Sacramento Kings in the fourth quarter of that game six against the Lakers. Just like lining them up wide open. Just awful brick. Um, I'm going to say it didn't feel like Damian Lillard was particularly interested in the game at all. Oh, Uh, I mean, he played fine, but, Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's not like that Nuggets defense is, like, anything to write home. (laughs) They played very well. Yeah. Jokic, weirdly, had some monster defensive plays down the stretch. Yeah. Um, Uh, Against his probably not actually arch rival, uh, Yusuf Nurkic. Yeah, Nurkic thinks Jokic is his arch rival. (laughs) But Jokic just wants to be friends. Yeah, he does. He does. He would pass. He would pass to Nurkic. He'd let Nurkic start in his place. Yeah, one hundred percent. But he had a monster game. He hit some really big shots. And mm-hmm. I've got to say, going into tomorrow night's game, mm-hmm. having watched the Nuggets the last like week and a half, and the Timberwolves the last week and a half, mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm feeling pretty good about my Nuggets here. I mean, they have won six games in a row, and they've all basically been elimination games. Because, I mean, they won six in a row, and they still have to win their last game. So their back has been against the wall for, like, three weeks. And (laughs) they've really come through. Meanwhile, I saw a tweet from Nick Friedel. Yes. Who's, you know, the the constant thorn in Tom Thibodeau's side. Yes. Uh, that said that Thibodeau is going to, uh, is planning to ride his guys hard. And his guys are Jimmy Butler, Taj Gibson, Derek Rose, and Jamal Crawford. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, this game's taking place in Minnesota. And I actually think that's a disadvantage for the Timberwolves because these are these fans in Minnesota. They've missed the playoffs since 2004. Has it been that long? I think that I believe was the that's year. the case. Yeah. <laughs> and these are these are already Minnesota fans who watched the Vikings just get smashed in the NFC Championship game after mm-hmm. they thought they had a miracle. They're they're just expecting to lose. Is what I'm saying. Like like the the Minnesota Twins lost a play in game. Uh, last October, the Vikings yeah, is, lost a Super Kirby Bowl play-in Puckett, game. Is Kirby Puckett available to start at point guard for uh, the uh, the T Wolves? Because that's the only thing that would maybe make the Minnesota <laughs> Minnesota fans feel a little better. Uh, he has been dead for quite some time. I know. I was oh, sorry. <laughs> Prince as well. If you were going to suggest another Minnesota icon, Dave Perner. Perner is alive, I believe. Get Dave Perner, uh, Jimmy Jam, and Terry Lewis. Could we get that? Uh-huh. Bob Dylan. Does Bob Dylan still support Minnesota? He kind of just straight reps New York City. He reps New York City. He's not really a uh, uh, Joe Mauer. Sure. <laughs> Joe Mauer yeah. could give him some minutes. God, uh, if Mike, if Joe Mau- if Tom Thibodeau had been a baseball manager, Joe Mauer never would have stopped catching, no matter how many concussions he had. <laughs> he would have died on the field when a foul tip hit him in the mask. And Thibodeau's like, sorry, my day. Catchers played 154 games. The concussion protocol was five minutes long. <laughs> uh, Mike Modano, 
the hockey player mike madonna that's right yeah yeah <laughs> uh, the minnesota um, wild are also in the playoffs right now uh heavy underdogs heavy underdogs not not a surprise don't like the name minnesota wild gotta say oh All yeah right, what, uh, what's wilder than minneapolis Ooh yeah i mean to get be fair, in that mall <laughs> To be fair to them, the Minnesota North Stars is one of the great sports teams ever mm-hmm. names, and uh, they were stolen by Dallas. So, And they didn't become the South Stars. They just became the Stars. The Stars. And that's not as good. It's not really I would say. like a thing you can – like a North Star, I, I get it. Uh, just a regular star is kind of like – it sounds like a celebrity team's name. It's like a generic. It's pretty generic, I feel like. Yeah. It's like the name of a team like Joanna Man would play on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let's, once again, we are off track. We got some so, half yeah. complaints last week about not really talking about basketball. And here we are again, just naming people, naming th- from, people from Minnesota. Minnesota. Um, um, yeah, it's, I I think the Nuggets should be overwhelming favorites in this game, especially given that they're going to have to defeat Derrick Rose and Jamal Crawford in crunch time. <laughs> because he, if, if it was like, even if it was like Andre Miller instead of Derrick Rose, you'd be like, well, right. that guy would pass the ball to, to Towns. That could work. Well, just give know, Towns the ball was, like 35 uh, times. Even if it was... Tyus Jones yeah. instead of Derrick Rose. I got uh, yeah, and I gotta say, um, his max does not kick in until next season, but not a great sign that Derrick Rose is taking fourth quarter minutes away from Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe the owner Glenn Taylor should sit him down and ask him if he's going to try harder in fourth quarters again. Oh yeah, that'll do uh, it. That'll do it. <laughs> Um, so anything else you want to say about, uh, the Nuggets Timberwolves playoff play in game, Sean? I mean, I just, I just think, uh, it's exciting. It's great that there's something on the last game of the season. Like everybody that talks about reforming the playoffs. Well, this game is going to be really fun. I I would say this game is going to be entertaining as hell. Oh, it's like a tournament almost. I, um, you know, single elimination, two team tournament. Um, I'm I'm gonna say something real quick. If I'm a Nuggets fan, mm-hmm. which I'm not, you but kind sort of, of are for the purposes of this podcast. I feel yeah. like both are. I find them so baffling. Uh, I mean, I love Jokic. I love Murray. I like Harris. Um. Streetball Paul is hilarious. Um, but if I'm a Nuggets fan, I think you're in a win-win situation either way going into this game. Because either you make the playoffs for the first time in a really long time. For the Nugs? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Or they fire the coach, which <laughs> also could be good. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. Where if you're the Minnesota Timberwolves fans, you're in a lose-lose situation because you hate basketball. <laughs> yeah, you you hate everything. You're going to be furious at this game. You're going to be furious that the, the Wolves made you sweat it out. And then you are going to be so angry at Chris Paul next round. 
<laughs> well, no, it'll be James Harden they're really mad at. Oh, and then like they'll see Ryan Anderson and they're like, why doesn't he play for us? <laughs> Tall white man. I bet he would be um, super into the Mall of America, though, Ryan Anderson. Oh, for sure, dude. Uh, the other thing that I noticed talking about the Nuggets uh, this week, because I've talked to some non-Joeys about it, I always forget that we know that Paul Millsap calls himself Street Paul Paul, and yeah. we're like <laughs> two of the only five people in the world that even know that, and it's pretty much all we call him when we talk about him to yeah, each other. Yeah, there's us, there's Tom Ziller. Tom Ziller. Julian uh, Ru- for, ju- at Juice Malone, <laughs> Julian Rodriguez, yeah. and, and like David Mills- Bory because we told David. Oh, Bory about yeah, Street Ball yeah, Paul. Nuggets super fan, <laughs> and then like even Paul Millsap himself might hear Street Ball Paul, and he'd be like, "They mean Paul George, right?" No, he gave himself. No, I know, but I just Paul. wonder that because he said it himself that one time, and no one responded to it. I wonder if he's like, "They got to be talking about somebody else." Well, I think. He only becomes Streetball Paul in the All-Star game. Oh, too. that's right. I think okay. that's what he said. Yeah. Um, so it's fair. Like, I don't think, you know. Yeah. Well, Bruce and Wayne at Rucker Park during the summer. To Bat- yeah, right? Exactly. Bruce Wayne wouldn't respond to Batman mm-hmm. if he was in the boardroom. But you when, <laughs> yeah, but when Millsap is uh, going after hot sauce on the and one tour, yeah. that's Streetball Paul. <laughs> That's By when the... he becomes Streetball Paul. Did you see Hot Sauce was even tanking last week? That was really sad. No. He I let mean, some I kids beat him in his of... fancy dribbling. <laughs> I sort of feel like uh, Hot Sauce has been tanking this entire season because I'm pretty sure they're paying people to fall over, but that's another thing. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to get Red Panda, right? In the halftime entertainment draft. <laughs> um. It was so tight when Darren Ravel fell down. All yeah, right, um, great. all right. Let's talk about the you. You refer to it on our rundown as the play inish game. Yes. Uh, Do you yeah. want to run us through this scenario? Sure. It's the Blazers. The Blazers are playing uh, the Utah Jazz. For the purposes of this, I'm going to assume that Utah defeats the Warriors tonight because I don't really think the Warriors are going to try. Uh-huh. Also, oh. they're on oh, a they're... terrible, terrible downswing. <laughs> yeah, the the dynasty may actually just be over. Uh, we don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, assuming the Jazz hold on to win this game that they are up fourteen in, uh, they will both be forty eight and thirty three. Winner gets the three seed, basically. Um, and I don't. I mean, I think. I think you I think almost certainly if I'm if I'm understanding this unless the tiebreaker's different in a two-way tie instead of a three-way tie I think Oklahoma City is very likely to be the 6. Okay, but it could be the Spurs. Anyway, uh but the winner gets the 3 seed instead of the loser gets the 4 seed. Now here's a question. Do you want the 3 or the 4 seed, Sean? Um, I think I would maybe prefer the four seed. Why? Would, who do you get if you get the four seed? Well, I mean, if it happened now, it would be like, it's probably going to be the Thunder and then the Rockets versus okay. possibly the Spurs and possibly the Warriors. Whew. So you, one, if you get the higher seed, 
mm-hmm. you are playing the greatest NBA coach of all time, and then possibly some a team who people refer to as the greatest team of all time. Wait, so Red Auerbach and the 86 Celtics? <laughs> and the 86 Celtics. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's so... Uh, <laughs> no, Sean. Mike D'Antoni and oh. the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, right, right, right. They are they are one of the toughest teams of all time. Um, no, the Spurs and the Warriors, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, that just seems difficult to me. I mean, I sort of feel like it's difficult either way. Uh huh. I wish I knew and... more about these tiebreakers because I'm just like, well, this is what happens when six teams have the same record. <laughs> well, and I'm gonna—I gotta say, if I'm the Jazz, I want that four seed actually because I think if I'm the Jazz, I'm like we can definitely beat the Thunder. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I would I would be less afraid of the Thunder than I am of the Spurs. Uh, That's what I mean. <laughs> so I believe if the Warriors lose tonight, which they almost certainly are, they mm-hmm. they can't play the Jazz or the Thunder in the first round. Mm-hmm. God, these are, these playoff scenarios are so complicated, but I'm going to I know it's very confusing. There's uh, the chart looks like one of those like playing blackjack as a business charts. <laughs> uh but I'm but if you look at the lower side of it, basically if you just assume God, this is so complicated. <laughs> it seriously is the chart is Oh my god. I'm okay, let's just say Utah beats the Warriors. We need I'm unfortunately I'm gonna say yeah. Unfortunately, Randy Ledoux and Brett Sampson from Slammed Up yeah. are here to explain this chart to us. It's too bad they're they're <laughs> not available right now. They're they're, they're arguing... doing a photo shoot on an empty basketball court. Yes, uh... <laughs> I'm gonna say the most likely scenario that we're looking at here's here's who I'm picking to win these games. Okay, Utah, Denver, San Antonio, Oklahoma City beating Memphis. Utah beating Portland. Uh-huh. That would lead to Utah at the four, Utah at three, Portland at four, the Spurs at five, Oklahoma City at six, Denver at seven, and then we've got a Pelicans-Rockets opener. See, I want that Spurs. I want... You want the Spurs... Who do you want the Spurs to play? I want the Spurs to play the Rockets. Oh. I uh... want the Spurs in the eighth. There's a couple scenarios where the Spurs can get the eight. It would, it would. They have to lose to New Orleans. I mean, actually, if they lose to New Orleans, they're they're the eight, basically. I could see them losing to New Orleans. Yeah. Um. I mean, and Denver then, has to beat Minnesota too. Right. Of course. So, and then in that scenario, the Pelicans play the Blazers. Correct. The one I'm my dream scenario. 
Yeah, the, Pelican, Rockets, the Pelicans like... would play the Blazers. Oh. OKC would play Utah in a four-five. Oh, those. Yeah, that's my. Those are my matchups right there. That's like my dream, dream playoffs. Yeah, because I want to see playoff Rondo versus Dame Lillard. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he just. What if he just like humiliates him? I mean, I don't think that would happen. But we got to remember. All, Playoff Rondo last year, if he doesn't get hurt, the Celtics are out. Uh-huh. When the bright lights shine <laughs> and Ray Allen has just published a book insulting you, that's when Rondo really comes into his own. I mean, Anthony Davis was amazing last night against the Clippers. Mm-hmm. He was so fucking nuts. But uh, we're going to talk about him a little later, I believe. Yeah. It was also, if the most hilarious thing possible is Memphis somehow beating Oklahoma City. Yeah. Leaving them with the eighth seed. That's the funniest (laughs) possible thing. As both fan bases are furious. I think he would punch Carmelo in the face. (laughs) Well. He'd make Steven Adams do it. He doesn't care as long as he gets his rebounds, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, He needs 16 rebounds tomorrow night. Russ, Russ, sometimes I'm not a very good host of a podcast. For those listeners that don't know, Russell Westbrook needs 16 rebounds tomorrow night to average a triple-double again this season. Yes. Uh, He needed needed 41 in his last three games, and... uh, He got 18 last night. He got 18 last night. That took him... A long way. He had only got seven in that first game, but he had 18 rebounds. How many rebounds did Steven Adams have in that game, Joey? Four. No, I think he had three. Oh, what was three? Yeah. Mm. Mello had five. I bet he's furious oh, he's at He's so mad at Mello right now. <laughs> um. Unfortunately, there's no uh, similarly hilarious thing to Mo Harkless's three-point percentage contract clause. Yeah. That's really fun to watch when a guy just <laughs> needs a weird arbitrary number of things to happen. <laughs> so so I do think that this will give a little advantage to whoever Oklahoma City's first round opponent is because Russell Westbrook might play forty three minutes in the game on Tuesday. <laughs> But at a certain point, do they just start fouling and then letting Westbrook get any of the free throw rebounds? What if they did that? And That's it cost what Earl them... Watson would do if he was a coach. Yeah. What if that led to Memphis pulling out a victory? So Russ averages a triple double, but they lose to Memphis and they're the eight seed. Look, I could see. <laughs> I'm going to say this right now. If the Grizzlies beat the Thunder this week. Uh-huh. I am officially, I don't care what this guy does in the game, even if he does not play, I'm referring to it as the Marshawn Brooks miracle <laughs> from this point forward. I think he's he's been signed for next year, right? <laughs> yeah. I think, they, I think it was a two-year <laughs> deal. <laughs> I don't know if the one year was the last three games of this season, uh-huh. but... <laughs> Uh, Memphis also interestingly um they've locked in the the second worst record. They can't they can't be worse than the Suns and no one no one else can get to 59 losses. So actually I would be playing 
Mark Gasol like 36 minutes, right? <laughs> like you don't have, you don't actually have any reason to tank. Well, why are the Mavs tanking tonight then? Well, they they have <laughs> Well, they're not going to successfully tank. They're going to beat Phoenix anyway. No, uh the Hawks are 24 and 57, Orlando is and Dallas and Orlando, Dallas and the Hawks all have the same record right now. It is crazy how bad Orlando Orlando is that like the Mavs and the Hawks who are like actively just throwing people in the garbage. Uh-huh. No, at one that... point at one point <laughs> the this... Orlando started eight and two, right? Uh what was their high water mark? Their high water mark was six and two. <laughs> but but they were eight and four at one point. <laughs> so they were eight and four and then they went 16 and 53. Yeah, they lost. God damn. They lost nine in a row. They were even like, they were even at like 11 and 15 at one point. And then <laughs> 13 and 42 the rest of the way. It's, it's amazing. I think they're easily the worst team in the NBA. And they also have like the worst future outlook. Because all these other teams are like, well, you know, the Mavs have Dennis Smith Jr. They've got all this cap space. Harrison Barnes is a fine guy to have long term. With the Magic, it's like, do you want anyone on that roster at their current contract situation? <laughs> like maybe Jonathan Isaac, and that's that's it. I think. On the plus side, they do have their picks. Yeah, that's the Kings, Sean. <laughs> oh still God, still have picks to give away <laughs> that's right this is they're losing their pick next year i believe no matter what like i think it it either goes to philadelphia or the celtics next year yeah and then i think there's another swap too oh god but yeah the kings like <laughs> need this tank they need this high pick uh they need it more badly than anyone else in the nba and uh they are gonna be seven? like the six yeah <laughs> yeah sixth or seventh there's still the f- there's still only the fourth worst team and it's crazy because uh they're two games ahead of dallas sacramento's point differential is negative 7.2 the mavs are at negative 2.7 <laughs> here's a question sean yeah so they're picking seventh. Yeah. I mean, they could can, get the number one pick. Who knows? Can Trey Young play with De'Aaron Fox? Oh, my God. Because <laughs> <sighs> all those big guys are going to be gone well, by the seventh and... pick. <laughs> well, I mean, that's in a way that's good because the Kings have like five centers under contract. <laughs> I mean, like, you want a big man, but also, like, well, you do have Scal, Kufos, Collie Stein. Uh, mm-hmm. Who's that? Inter- Giles. Giles. <laughs> but, I mean, the Kings also have gotten rid of two of the guys they got in the first round of the 2016 draft. So, <laughs> I mean, we could have told you this after watching them square off in Summer League. But like uh-huh. Memphis's tank, Memphis's lineup when they like really want to tank, they they play Dragon Bender, uh, they play the Ride Marquise yeah. Chris, and they play Tyler Ulis. 
And that's three guys they picked in 2016 as well. Yeah. Um, here's a question for you. Yeah. Summer League, speaking of, speaking of Summer League, yeah. our, our personal Summer League hero, Jack Cooley, yes. has been kind of wrecking shop for the Kings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like fouling guys super hard. Yeah. Do you like... Legitimately dangerous on the court. Yeah. Do you like Jack Cooley more as a pro- future prospect than Scal Labissier? Because I think I do. <laughs> He's he's like five years older. It feels like he's lived a lot of lives. Is Scal hurt right now? What's going on with him? Uh, they were like, apparently they loved him last year and now they hate him. I think. I think I heard that. Weren't they shopping him at the deadline? Uh, Remember. <laughs> That's another guy they got in the 2016 draft, by the way. Uh, he does not. He's earned 1.4 win shares this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he is... How many is Cooley got? Oh, I, I got to see. <laughs> Cooley might be negative in the win. Well, he he does. <laughs> he has logged some time. He did play 16 games for Utah in 2014-15. Career mm-hmm. win shares uh, 0.5, but he does have 0.3 this year in only six games. Yeah. I'm, uh, telling, you. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's a real deal. Oh, Sacramento, by the way. Lock him up. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there's there's been some Stephen Malcolmus talk on the internet this week. Well, it was on the Take It or, Take it or Break, break it, it, it podcast, podcast with Corbin Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they the the Kings are moving the Reno Bighorns to Stockton, the home of Pavin. Oh, although so Malcolm for those of you that don't know, now. Stephen Malcolmus <laughs> uh, is the lead singer songwriter of the band Pavement. Uh, the only good thing to come out of Stockton, California. Yeah, um, it, it's not Dallas Brayden. Dallas Brayden's <laughs> bat wielding. <laughs> well, Dallas Brayden that one game that one Mother's Day. Yeah, that was good. That yeah. was a good. Thing you know what? I I don't know why I'm I'm not trying to slam Dallas Brayden. I enjoy Dallas Brayden. I think he's good on TV too. Yeah. Uh, um, anyway. Shouts to Barstool. Is he on Barstool now? I think he is. I don't know. Okay. Don't don't do that though. <laughs> don't don't finish that sentence. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. All right. Uh, should we talk more about? Let me triple doubles. What what's that? More about what? Do you Tri- want to talk more about triple doubles? Oh, just just I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh but yeah, I do think uh they might they might have a sniper there to take out like a thunder bench player if he goes after like a rush rebound. <laughs> like with like a BB, you know, or like a rubber bullet. They're not gonna murder uh, somebody, uh, but Okay, here's a question. It's gonna be EPA Chief Scott Pruitt as well. Because he <laughs> no. has a, a team of like twenty four Navy SEALs that accompany him for security everywhere. Uh no, here's a question for you, Sean. Uh-huh. Who is the funniest Thunder player to accidentally grab Russ's sixteenth rebound? Oh my god. I mean Mello like, is say, so he's beautiful. Got Fifteen rebounds. And there's, a di- <laughs> there's thirty seconds left in the game. Uh-huh. Last shot goes up. Yeah, Russ is Russ is playing his forty sixth minute. Yeah, who is the funniest actual guy 
to st- accidentally steal the the rebound from uh, I think Corey Brewer's the funniest. But I, I that's who I was going to say. <laughs> but I think there's something amazing if it was like Nick Collison just running out to get an ovation <laughs> and like just forgets himself. Because he signed what that 17-year if... contract with them. Uh, what if it was uh, Steven Adams and it's like his heel turn? Oh, my God. <laughs> and then he's like, I also want to trade. And then like, <laughs> people are like, we forgot to buy Steven Adams jerseys so we can't burn them. <laughs> Well, that little girl that dresses like him would be pretty upset. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, oh, but also Kyle Singler would also be hilarious. Yes, of course. Also, uh, Raymond Felton. Raymond <laughs> Felton would also be hilarious. I don't know if you no, remember this that is, he what was a, on the Thunder. What a loaded <laughs> roster. <laughs> uh, Jack um, Cooley's 27 years old, by the way. Happy yeah, birthday I'm, to Jack Cooley. He celebrated yeah. a birthday last week. And he punched a guy in the throat to celebrate. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sean. um, Why don't you do an ad read? Okay. It's been long enough. Should we do an ad read? Let's do an ad read. We need to pay the bills here. Uh, Today, Round Ball Rock is proud to win a new sponsor. It's a new movie, Blakers, in theaters Friday. Uh, the plot is a group of hapless parents in Seacaucus, New Jersey, learn that their teenage daughters plan on losing their virginity at the NBA draft lottery. Their only hope is to turn to an NBA superstar who's not playing in the playoffs, Detroit Pistons power forward Blake Griffin. Watch as Blake punches out a bunch of high schoolers at a restaurant, mows them down with a Kia, and finally dunks on the most enthusiastic suitor, the Cavs owner's son and lottery good luck charm, Nick Griffin. Along the way, Blake will deliver hilarious wisecracks and exciting action, though he does miss 45 minutes of the movie due to a knee injury suffered during filming. Don't worry, Anthony Tolliver is just as funny. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll wonder why this film cost $150 million. Maybe in 2013, you know, but uh, the moment's gone. Nevertheless, you'll, clear, you'll cheer as Blake stops the teenage sexual activity as effectively as he stopped an Eastern Conference playoff run. Oh my God. It's the funniest draft lottery movie since the film of Anthony Bennett going number one. Blakers, punch your ticket now. All right. Huh, that well, sounds well, like a pretty sad movie. It's it's kind of a bummer and like uh, kind of terrifying, too. Yeah, it's like he, he you're on a on date. Like a, he dunks on like a really, really sick kid. Yeah. Yeah, a kid would. It, I mean, it seems like these are easy targets for Blake, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of like moving to the Eastern Conference. You'd think. Hey, Sean, can I tell you? Uh, <laughs> can I tell you something interesting? Yeah, Kendrick Perkins is a Cleveland Cavalier. Oh my God, that's <laughs> uh, Celtics great. They mm-hmm. the the Celtics never lost a playoff game when they were able to start Kendrick Perkins alongside. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no, a playoff series. They lost many, many playoff games. In uh, fact, like a weirdly... to the Josh Smith Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, it's, it's honestly weird how many playoff games they lost when you look back and you're like, wow, this is like a really revered team with three future Hall of Famers and Kendrick Perkins uh, that can't win a road game in Atlanta. <laughs> That's weird. And then really, str- really kind of struggled. I mean, 
uh, I don't know. That Laker team had not really put it together yet, I'm going to say. <laughs> All right. What do you think Perk is going to do for the Cavs, though? Um. So I guess, is he... The, the role that it confuses me because this is like the Dante Jones roster mm-hmm. spot, right? Where you come in and you provide some like uh, toughness and hit guys and get teased. But I guess mm-hmm. he's there to because he's such a good locker room guy. Yeah. But is he a good locker room guy when he hasn't been on the team all year? I bet he will be. <laughs> I don't look even if he. Even if he comments on one LeBron James Instagram post, something about Perk not being invited, yeah, it will be worth it. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> He's supposedly a great guy, right? Yeah, I love him. I don't, I don't really have a problem with him. I guess <laughs> I don't love him, but well, I do. No, I love. So his comment on that was was about Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook going to a movie without him. Yeah, it was like, how come nobody invited Perk to the movies? <laughs> so will Perk be invited places? I mean, LeBron loves old guys. Yeah, that's true. Do you think? Do you think LeBron is like somehow stealing their essence? Like that's why he needs old guys. He's like, oh, I just need to, need to suck out this last bit of NBA information. Well, no, because then wouldn't he want young guys? To like suck out their essence, like won't they have more essence? I think he wants. I think it's like he he wants like their. He's their like memories. an energy vampire. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think it's more like he steals their memories, like you know, like that thing Dumbledore mm. has. And he'll be yeah. like, "Hmm, how did how did the 2009 Celtics deal with a player like Demar Derozan?" And then he's like, <laughs> "I don't really need this memory. It's the playoffs. It's not going to do um, that." Well. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I think here's what I'm excited for. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think Perk and Jose Calderon are going to be hilarious oh, together. Man, that's that <laughs> might be the best potential crime fighting duo of a playoff team. <laughs> Calderon and Perk, dude. Calderon is going to teach Perk so much about ham, dude. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Calderon's going to show up in training camp and everyone's going to be like, yeah, he's pretty much done. That was his last hurrah. And it was like, whoa, he put on 28 pounds of muscle in the offseason. <laughs> I guess he, I guess he's a three now. <laughs> um, all right. That's basically all I have to say about perk. Yeah. Um, uh, do you want to talk about Luka Doncic? I do, but uh, my phone froze for a second. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh no problem. Uh, no, let's talk about these two dumb stories. These oh, two yeah. dumb, boring stories first mm-hmm. that are more important and then get to the fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Sean, it's the end of the season. So I know what you love to talk about more than anything in the yes, world Yes. is uh, fighting – Dumb, pointless fights about dumb, pointless awards, right? Yes. And that's what everybody in the NBA loves to do all the time for no reason. <laughs> I feel like there there might be like people are just trying to force something to happen because it doesn't teams don't care that much about seating. And it's been like, what a thrilling ride in the Western Conference. But there's almost so many teams that it's confusing. Mm hmm. 
no, you the, can't really the, have a hot take about six teams going for five spots, you know? The tiebreakers have been, it's been daunting and kind of annoying to keep track of. Yeah, so it's it's just been, uh, so people are trying to get something to talk about, and sometimes you, like, rank things, and uh, just be, it seems like just because people are bored, there is now some backlash over the coronation of James Harden as NBA MVP, which seems like it kind of got locked down around Christmas. But it's also hilarious to me <laughs> because uh, James Harden, people, this is normally the spot people would be like, well, I think James Harden should be the MVP. Right, 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 right. And instead of time... Steph Curry. <laughs> yeah, he's the, he's the constant spoiler of like, oh, look at, look at Harden. uh but now it's happening to him but the only problem is is are the other candidates people are arguing about mainly lebron james and anthony davis yeah are they having seasons worthy of the mvp you think sean well the thing i thought was was weird about it is that it seemed like there was a big kind of like anthony davis dark horse mvp campaign and mm-hmm. then, and it was like, look, if the if the Pelicans can amazingly make the playoffs without, you know, DeMarcus Cousins, hats off to them. You got to give Anthony Davis some credit. At this point, the Pelicans could be like the five seed. Yeah. Uh, are continuing to win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Anthony Davis has done, has changed nothing. He's played exactly the he's same. He's playing exactly the I same. I mean, he's not putting up like 50 and 20 like he did that one time or whatever, but. Yeah, but he's still, still. like, he's doing very well. Uh, he's very good. <laughs> There's that, There hasn't really been like a big downturn in his play, and the Pelicans are totally making the playoffs. Like, they, they yeah. have clinched the playoffs now. And yet, it's like. I mean, he's still putting up like thirty a game. It's like it's really, uh, yeah. but yeah, but but somehow in the past like week and a half, possibly thanks to Zach Lowe, um, there's there's now been talk that LeBron should get the MVP mm-hmm. this year. That seems questionable. Like I. <laughs> I'm not even opposed to the idea that LeBron could kind of win the MVP every year, mm-hmm. but I would just say that this actually just isn't one of those years. Like because there's you think there's an actual surefire head of the class MVP in James Harden. And Cleveland is fourth in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> like like if LeBron is going to win the MVP in one of these years, it should be like not when his team is battling the Sixers, like like is barely getting home court in the playoffs. But the thing is, his team is the only... argument. Yeah, isn't the argument for LeBron yeah. winning the MVP uh-huh. the fact that the team was so bad that they traded their entire team basically yeah. but... and brought in a new team in February and still made the fourth seed? But I mean, they're their bad team included LeBron James. You know what I mean? Like, like but, I mean, that like, wasn't LeBron's fault. <laughs> okay, but he was like, I just don't understand this idea that wow, that LeBron team—he didn't get any help 
all they did was make a blockbuster trade in the off season, trade for five new guys at the deadline, sign Dwayne Wade, <laughs> sign Derrick Rose, get rid of Derrick Rose. Like, I mean, it took him a while to figure it out, but Jesus, like, like he was on the he he hasn't missed any time. The disappointing Cavs team was his team. Like, so they're three games better than the Pelicans with mm-hmm. with his leadership. Like, did are people really saying that the Pelicans have a better supporting cast than the Cavs? No, no one's saying that. And meanwhile, Houston <laughs> has won 14 more games than them. They're really, really good. Like, what's the knock on James Harden? Uh, Ugly beard. Better, and his his game no one likes watching him play basketball they like james harden in the aggregate and then they watch him they watch him dribble for 15 seconds and then draw a foul and everyone's like ugh <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean J- james harden like like what do you want him to do exactly like <laughs> i mean i just don't really understand he's he's averaging 30 points a game Nine uh-huh. assists, shooting thirty-seven percent. He gets four threes a game. Like, what do you? Here's want? what I think. Here's here's how I think we solve this. Uh-huh. What we do is we get the players together in the off season. <laughs> oh, and okay. And give out a players MVP award. Right. Yeah. Just that's so... not James Harden. <laughs> yeah, and and it just goes to not Steph Curry. Yeah, because the NBA players. Well, are in this in case, the... it would be not James Harden. Not James Harden. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I guess, I just don't understand the logic of the LeBron MVP thing. Like, if you're if you're gonna be, uh, you know, different about it and be an iconoclast, I think I would pick Anthony Davis because he. It's it's ridiculous that that team made the playoffs. It's all it's all because of him. You know who I'm picking? Who's that? If I'm going to be ridiculous about it, yeah. be an iconoclast. Yeah. Uh, Nikola Jokic, the oh. Joker, baby. <laughs> so they've they've got to get if they make the A seed, Jokic yeah. is the MVP. If not, he's never winning MVP. Never if they again. miss the playoffs this year, I will never vote for. for he MVP. won't. He won't be anywhere on your ballot. <laughs> Ever. What if what if Russell Westbrook averages a triple double? That's pretty impressive, right? Oh yeah, no, he I can't vote against actually. that. If he okay. gets those sixteen rebounds, he should be the MVP. Uh huh. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's really the the case, right? Where's Al Horford on your ballot? Oh, he like second. Second, okay. Yeah, sounds pretty good. My ballot goes Nikola Jokic or Russell Westbrook. Brooke, depending okay. on depending the on the events in these next the few games, rounds. we don't know what's going <laughs> to yeah. happen. And then it goes Horford, uh-huh. uh huh, Marcus Smart, um, uh, Terry Rozier, um, Fred Van Fleet, uh-huh. um, the new king in the uh, fourth, Fred Van Fleet, Aaron, Aaron Baines, mm-hmm. uh, uh, both Morris twins. <laughs> okay, do they do they count as just one spot? In in my on my ballot, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, uh, DJ Bruno Caboclo, because yeah. you got to, you know what I mean. Well, he's he's he's, he's how many years away from being one two, year, one year, away, one year away, one year away, and he'll be the MVP next year. Yeah. So. 
Um, it's not <laughs> a great. I don't think NBA team. <laughs> um, you know how earlier I was like, I'm going to assume the Jazz victory. Well, they are, are leading. They losing by, now? They're leading by 29 at halftime. Wow. Good like job, Warriors, Sean. It's a meaningless game for them, but this is not a wonderful sign. No, uh, <laughs> I was actually going to ask this. It's not on a rundown, uh-huh. but uh, people around the NBA circles now uh-huh. are ta- starting to talk about how the Warriors are uh, kind of um, looking beatable. Yes. Uh, Sean, how do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, I feel like they're looking at the Warriors if they're saying that because they have lost a lot recently. And Mm -hmm. I I think motivation is a pretty big factor in the NBA when Mm -hmm. like people don't care at all. Um, and generally, uh, it doesn't seem like it's that hard for these guys to flip the switch, but they're getting like worked. And Clay Thompson and Draymond Green and Kevin Durant are back. You know? Here's my question for you. Yeah. Uh, is there a game this season you can remember the Warriors trying in? All of them at the same time. Um, where they all were trying. I'm going to say that, that well, I mean, Curry wasn't playing in the game, but that, that Thunder, that recent game against the Thunder. Mm-hmm. But that's like... It just doesn't feel like very much has been at stake. They, I think they played pretty hard on Christmas uh, against the I Cavs. think they tried hard that stretch where Durant was injured and Curry was really good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but other than that... It's just... I mean, it's tough because I it's not like... I think they tried eight games of the 82 <laughs> this season. Yeah. And it, Seriously. It, it's not like they are, like, phoning it in, but I do think no, you they have are. to... What, what's that? <laughs> I said, no, they are. Well, collectively, I would just say that it it does kind of show that even if you're really good, uh, people in the NBA are just in general very good. And even if you're, you know, you playing 100% is much better than them at 100%, there's a lot of guys that if you're not going for it will embarrass you. Yeah. And a lot of them, you know, the Warriors have given up a lot of big things to guys you would expect who, like, really t- – like like Lou Williams has murdered them this year, mm-hmm. and he is a guy that completely <clears throat> thrives on a guy playing like ninety percent defense against him. Yeah. Um. So, you know, it's maybe it's not a big deal to just try to turn it on again, but it's it's definitely been a discouraging month, and Steph Curry's not coming back for a little while. I mean, I who mean, knows? But... Curry says round two. Curry says round one. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's <laughs> I here's what I will say uh-huh. is I do think that this season, if anything, has been like a major check in the box for the people who think Steph Curry isn't special. Right. Um, because even when they have just Durant and Draymond and Clay. Uh, the Warriors don't look great. No. Uh, they don't know what to do. And then when Steph Curry is back, playing at, like, Steph Curry level. I mean, Steph Curry has had secretly a season where no one has been trying. When Steph Curry has played, he's having, like, secretly his second best season ever statistically. <laughs> no, I mean, he's been he's been very good. Um, I just wonder, like... 
okay, so here's the question. Like, like, what if they get to the point in the playoffs where, say, they split their first two games in round one? Mm-hmm. I don't think he comes back for game three necessarily, but what if it's 2-1? If they I mean, go down 2-1, do you bring him back? No, I wouldn't bring him back until... Because they brought him back early the year they won 73, and he wasn't right. He was right that game he came back and then wasn't right the entire playoffs. Yeah, and that, and that like... that That's another, like kind of internet misconception i'd like to to just say coming they're like oh he came back from this injury and he he hit all these shots and killed the blazers so how could you say he's hurt it's like well when you have an injured knee you can play on it the first time back but then it swells up like after yeah. that activity and that's i don't know i mean he he, he was had a, not he had a couple, the same guy he had a couple final. great games against the thunder but it yeah it wasn't the same but it was great games where he was just hitting lots of threes. He wasn't going to the basket at all. Yeah. If you look at his numbers, anyway, I don't want to argue. Anyway, that. I think they'll. I think uh, they'll be all. I think they. I think they'll be all right if they get New Orleans or Denver in the first round. But I would. I would be very. I would prefer that they don't play the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> yeah, I would also pref- I would also like to avoid the Thunder. They they can't play the Thunder or Jazz, so it's like I just mean through the entire playoffs. Oh, <laughs> I'm not worried about uh, the Thunder. The I'm Jazz. I'm not worried about them. I just they're annoying. Like I no. don't want to deal with that narrative <laughs> seven times. God, can you imagine? You know what I mean? <laughs> what's it like a home game in Oklahoma City announced by Mark Jackson? Yeah, Whoa. Jesus Christ. Just Twitter, I can't handle it. Like, I, I might just not even watch the series. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, there's something. Look, we've talked enough about serious basketball now, I yeah, think. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, no, there is one more big news story we have to talk about. Uh-huh. Uh, the Dumb Rookie of the Year Award. <laughs> yes. Uh, people are making a really big deal about this this season. They're all picking sides. Yeah. Ben Simmons says he doesn't notice any other rookies. Uh-huh. And Donovan Mitchell wore a hoodie that says, Rookie, an athlete playing his or her first season as a member of a professional sports team. So, uh, like, I feel like this got debated in baseball, uh like 20 years ago when it was like, how could Ichiro be the rookie of the year? Right. Um, and then it was like, well, cause it was his first year in the league and like, yeah, the kind of the tradition of the means. MVP award has a lot of dudes like that. I would say, uh, you know, like, do you know who else won the MVP after missing a year due to injury? Blake Griffin. I don't you mean rookie any, of the year. Rookie of the year. What did I say? MVP. Yeah. MVP. Yeah. Not Blake's not going to win an MVP. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, Blake Griffin <laughs> did it, and that, and I don't remember that being like an issue at all because people were like, "Yeah, that actually happens a fair amount in basketball, yeah, a sport with a lot of knee injuries." Yeah, uh, like so, Jonathan, um, no, Jonathan, not Jonathan Simmons, uh, Jonathan Isaac, right? Yeah, he's played what, like seven games this year, something like that, fifteen. Uh, yeah, but. I, it, 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 do you feel? Do you really feel any differently about his, like, 
career. I mean, but aside from him having been drafted by the Orlando Magic and thus somewhat no. doomed. Like, I next year, I will say at some point, I'm sure if he's playing well, like, yeah, he, he missed his most of his rookie year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and what was his injury? Oh, he sprained his ankle a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess that happens. And unfortunately, you can really re-injure certain things in basketball. Uh, yeah. So anyway, the, just the honor of the Rookie of the Year award. The last four winners are Michael Carter Williams, Andrew oh, Wiggins. Oh, totally deserved it. <laughs> uh, totally deserved it. Carl <laughs> uh, Anthony Towns. Uh, he played a year in college, so I don't think he's a rookie. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, if you play for John <laughs> Calipari, that's a professional season. You're getting paid like a professional, so you are a professional. And then last year, Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, who was like 29 years old. And no yeah. one was like, you can't be old and be a rookie. I mean, isn't, isn't Ben Simmons younger than Donovan Mitchell? Yes. So... By like two... <laughs> I just, it's a weird one for me. Like, I don't know why anyone cares. Everyone's bored. Um. Yeah, I, everybody's bored. That's what's happening. Everyone's really bored. Uh, people will not remember who won the Rookie of the Year award after about December. Unless, like, your team has an announcer, like Warriors announcer Bob Fitzgerald, who would then spend the next uh -huh. three years reacting to any perceived slight from the officials with, Oh, yeah. the Rookie of the Year can't get a call! <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, it's just, the problem is, is the fan base is where these two guys come from. Oh, oh that it's Utah, some of the most, some of the more intense and sort of like, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I would say that Utah fans have a little bit of an inferiority complex, but also, a little bit, yeah. But also, I'm like, I'm kind of like fair enough. Like, I, I do kind of think the Jazz get shit. Anyway, it's it's unpleasant as a collective, understandable on an individual level. I would say, and then Philly and fans then versus process troop. Yeah, which is like. Just like in fun, insane, like following the Sixers at all was almost like being an internet troll the last couple of years, you know, because you're just mm -hmm. focused on weird shit that isn't really like winning. So yeah, yeah, it's some it's some fan bases, but uh, I think I think it's seems like it's pretty clearly Ben Simmons. I also <laughs> I mean just Ben Simmons. No, no offense to Donovan Mitchell who I, rules. Donovan Mitchell is having one of the better rookie seasons. Uh, of the last, I'm gonna say ten years. But but Ben, <laughs> but ben, ben Simmons, Simmons is, like, is having like a transcendent year, <laughs> and he's playing like no one you've ever really seen before. Any other year, and literally, yeah. I think any other year, <laughs> except yeah, like for probably that Blake Griffin year, Donovan Mitchell is the rookie of the year for sure. Yeah, I mean. And it's it's weird because some of these votes that are closer, you're like, yeah, you you had an argument for Przingis over Towns, and then last year it was like Malcolm Brogdon, you know? Yeah, it was like, I mean, Embiid should have won it, but he didn't play enough games, yeah. which 
I'm making a jerk off motion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, Donovan, you could have. What if he was up against Mitchell? You look at that would have been a devastating hoodie. Right? <laughs> Missed two years. Um, God, he right, custom but... made that hoodie in the last couple of days. No, it had Adidas on it. Adidas made it for him. Oh, okay. Well, good job, it's, guys. It's a marketing campaign. We're all falling into it, dude. I guess we've we were all supposed to forget that those brothers were Nazis, huh? Are we, are we supposed to just forget that, Adidas? Uh, okay, not not really relevant. Fair. Uh, let's just let's, um, do. You want to just talk about? Let's talk about next year's rookie of the year. Oh yeah. Let's do it. By the way, uh, by the way, I did want to announce that the Brooklyn pick is going to be number nine. So congratulations, yeah. Cleveland Cavaliers. Keep updating us on that. Thank um, you. Thank you. Uh, also, congratulations, Boston sports fans who kept talking about that pick like it was like uh, the Ark of the Covenant the last five years. Um, and you're going to open it up, and it's Trey Young. <laughs> Marion, don't look Marion. <laughs> Close your eyes, Marion. That happens after uh, that big boulder runs over Gordon Hayward's ankle. Dante DiVincenzo comes out. All right. Um... Boston bitch like, yeah! Finally! Um, right. uh, so Luka Doncic, next year's Rookie of the Year. Uh-huh. There was an amazing piece about him on ESPN.com. Yeah, uh, uh, this week that I just to think Mina we. Times. Yeah, I just think we need to talk about uh-huh. uh, how some amazing Doncic facts. Doncic. So he's Donchich? he's like eighteen, right? <laughs> yeah, and he's playing uh, for Real Madrid. <laughs> so my first my my first favorite thing in this article <laughs> is there's a quote from. <laughs> Luka Doncic's mother's cousin, who says that Luka is one of the most famous people in uh, Slovenia behind Goran Dragic, Melania Trump, and, quote, the woman who tapes money to herself in Wolf of Wall Street. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, her name is Katarina Koss. She is Uh is Slovenian. You didn't look that up. You just knew that. I knew that. I I'm a big wolf wolf head. I'm just. I mean, um, I'm more of I'm more of a Rothbart fan, but I'm also I like Katrina Kass, second favorite actress in that movie. Uh, another thing. <laughs> another thing about Luka Doncic. Yes. Uh, he says he wants his nickname to be Swaggy L. <laughs> Apparently, his girlfriend heard that and rolled her eyes. It was just like, we'll talk about this. <laughs> um, he So, last summer, now take in mind he's 18 years old and plays basketball professionally. Uh-huh. Uh, last summer, he watched all 10 seasons of Friends. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. He's, he's uh, going to and- really adjust to America well. Apparently and he really now, likes Knicks fans. By the way, that has made him really like New York. Yeah, because that's what New York's like. <laughs> um, friends, just like New York. 
Well, his uh, quote was, he said, he they asked him about visiting New York, and his quote was, Central Park, drink coffee. <laughs> I do think uh, if you're from Slovenia, that Central Park pun is fucking lost on you. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, next question. I mean, next show he's watching right now, though, uh-huh. he's currently binge watching How I Met Your Mother. Wow. And boy, is he going to be disappointed by that reveal. Wow, they are. <laughs> I just can imagine him. Spoiler alert, Luca. The mom's been dead. Oh, yeah. They killed the fuck out of that mother. <laughs> um, my next favorite thing. He is like, uh, does is... someone want to have slept bit? Uh, Luka Doncic loves uh, Five Guys, the burger chain. <laughs> Which is in Madrid. Congratulations. Which is insane to me. Congratulations, single hombres. <laughs> That's so weird. Uh, but his favorite restaurant is uh, the Hard Rock Cafe. Wow. Okay. Uh, do you want to know what he orders? Please. Uh, he orders the famous fajitas uh-huh. and a plate of nachos with double cheese. Oh, well, that's that's good. That's a it's almost a cuckoo esque meal, right? Uh, Isn't that I'm... like what Tony would have before a, a playoff game? So if he loves the Hard Rock Cafe, Sean, uh-huh. is the Cheesecake Factory gonna explode his fucking he is brain? Love it so much. <laughs> Because he's like five guys. It's American. This is it is it does not get better than these five guys, and then they're like there are a cheesecake factory is like a whole factory of guys, <laughs> it's like five guys times six. So based on these things, we've oh first off though I want to say mm-hmm. I love the piece Mina Kimes. Yeah, but I'm upset that uh, you didn't talk to Anthony Randolph. Yeah, uh, next. <laughs> Yeah, do better, Every Mina. Every piece about Luka Doncic <laughs> should have things about Anthony Randolph also in them. Yeah. Um, also, if you're out there, listeners, if you have any stories about Anthony Randolph or Andres Bedrins, mm-hmm. please uh, tweet them at me, at Joey Devine. Joey does not uh, want any stories about Mikkel Pietras, though. No, mm. no, no Mikkel Pietras. Uh, I will also take Josh Smith's stories as well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, but knowing what you we've learned about Luka Doncic in this conversation, Sean. Yes. What city would he enjoy the most that has a chance to get him in the num- with the number one pick? I mean, his love of kind of be. Oh, I'm going to say mediocre chain restaurants. No offense yeah. to those guys. That <laughs> that really just screams Orlando, Florida, to me. <laughs> I would love it if he went to New York because, like, he and Kristaps. But I feel like he seems so nice and innocent and, like, I want him to, like, be in the sun. I don't want him to play for the Phoenix Suns. I mean, I don't want him to play Mm -hmm. for the Magic because, again, the Magic should be disbanded when Betsy DeVos is sent to prison along with Eric Prince. And then the team should be relocated (laughs) to Seattle. I'm totally down with him being a Seattle Supersonic. But... I'd like to see him. I mean, or, this seems like it's Orlando to me, but I think I kind of want him to be a Sacramento King. I got to say, <laughs> like, 
I think he'd like Sac- like a lot of these things that he likes in Madrid seem like exist in Sacramento. Yeah, there it <laughs> there is a very Sacramento vibe to everything he's given off here. Yeah, and I like, gotta he say. likes he likes driving his car fast and it's like there is a lot of traffic in Sacramento, but get into those foothills, baby. <laughs> uh, uh, also and- someone would show him Ladybird. Yeah, I think Ladybird, based on the things he's watching, uh, that's not a far leap. I don't think. I think no, it's, like it's it. a logical step. It's from funny that your mother. Uh, <laughs> I think. I think that's true. I like you. Also, fun fact about the city of Sacramento: you can order anything at any restaurant and get double cheese on it, no matter yeah. what the item is, no matter what the restaurant. They have to do it. It's a law. Here's what I'm saying right now. You ready? Mm-hmm. Luka Doncic. <laughs> <laughs> Ends up in Sacramento, Sean. Uh huh. We're giving him the name, the nickname, Swaggy Elbird. Swaggy Elbird. <laughs> the two biggest heroes in Sacramento recently, <laughs> and Ladybird. What if he? What if he goes and he goes to Sacramento and he's like still continuing his cultural education? And at the the All Star game, he's playing in the Futures game, and you know who's there? Sersha Ronan, and they fall. Well, I was I was actually just going to suggest if I were <laughs> if I were Vivek Ranadive, uh-huh. honestly, I would pay so much money to send either Sersha Ronan, uh-huh. Greta Gerwig. Or Lori Metcalf to the draft lottery. Oh my god! To sit on that podium, that would be incredible. <laughs> god, when is her next? Or movie? the parking robot if they say no. But <laughs> oh my god, I hope I really hope they do it. Oh man, I do they, they don't really have an in. Like they could pretend that Jack Cooley's from Ireland. Like I feel like she'd believe that. <laughs> I mean, I think I think Gerwig is gettable. I bet she'd do it for the case. Oh, Gerwig would do it. I was like, Saoirse Ronan, I'm like, probably wouldn't do it. Greta Gerwig might just do it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> God, that would be great. I mean, she lives in New York already. Yeah, yeah. it's not a big deal. And, like, <laughs> probably boost the the download numbers for one of the streaming numbers for, for Lady Bird. Uh, All right, she well, can that, bring. That... Do you think Noah Baumbach likes basketball? I bet he does. No fucking way. Oh, you think he hates it? No, he's like a tennis guy. Oh God, you're right. <laughs> oh, you know what? He probably he's probably like knows a lot about cricket too. But he's. Uh, yeah, Baumbach doesn't. He's like a. He's probably played polo before. Anyway. Do, you think, do you think he's met Andy Roddick before? Yeah, definitely. I think so, too. I guarantee Noah Baumbach goes to the U.S. Open all the time. God. Like, every year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, You're totally right about this, and I think he could make, like, a real sad, bittersweet Andy Roddick uh, movie eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, that was another weird tangent. Uh, Sorry, friends. But But anyway, yeah. Not sorry. I want this. Greta Gerwig should go to the fucking... Draft lottery uh-huh. for the Sacramento Kings. If I see fucking Vivek or Vlade uh, Divac there no. instead of fucking Greta Gerwig or anyone, anyone in the cast of Ladybird, uh, yeah. 
Timothy Chalumet. Yeah. Chalumet. He would be he awesome. He sports. He looks, he like, sports. he looks like, like a little kid that you'd bring along as a good luck charm anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, that other kid. What if, what if Chalamet's the, the Manchester there? by the Sea oh. kid? Yeah. <laughs> God, it would be so great if Chalamet, the Kings win the lottery, Chalamet's the good luck charm, and then off to the side, oh, shit, it's Army Hammer. And they they share an open mouth kiss in front of Adam Silver. And people are like, I guess I'm happy for them. Um, all right. Uh, finally, John, our yes. last piece of news. Don't understand, man. We are really something when we don't have guests. Uh, all right, Mitch Kupchak <laughs> is the GM of the Hornets now. Congratulations, Mitch. Uh, also, first off, I'd like to congratulate Rich Cho on yeah. finally having enough time to run his food blog. Yeah. Now that he's <laughs> very <unemployed>. happy for him. <laughs> Look, I mean, clearly, to... that's really what he wants to do. I think that's, I think that's absolutely the case. <laughs> and he doesn't, he doesn't have to be Dwight Howard's boss anymore. So he's, um, wow, they reunited Mitch and Dwight, though. Yeah, that I, I didn't think say. was going to happen. <laughs> Uh, I think he'll do a good job. I also think he'll do a good job. Without that that uh, sweaty, shitty bus stench uh-huh. floating around him, I think Mitch will be fine. You know, and this is like this is like two years in a row where Charlotte has like way underperformed their point differential. Yeah. They're thirty six and forty six and they've actually outscored their opponents and I believe this exact same thing happened last year. Yes. Uh, they, last year, that Zeller, uh-huh. Cody Zeller, was hurt all season. But yeah. when he played, they were like 24 and 8 or something like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what's crazy is, like, uh, they haven't particularly had any injuries. Well, I mean, I guess Cody Zeller has missed half the year. He's a key, dude. Yeah, I get. I guess that's what it is. Is that it doesn't matter. Like Batum missed twenty games because of a kind of a weird injury, but like Kemba didn't get hurt, Dwight didn't get hurt. They got a big Jeremy Lamb season. I mean, the problem is PR. they brought in Dwight. You well, can't. Yeah, I mean that's like you can't bring in Dwight. You can't just you can't just be like, man, this well is almost empty, and you're like, well, we can get this poison for free. <laughs> and that well is the stat sheet and poison is Dwight Howard. <laughs> uh yeah, so I think I think I think Mitch Cupcak's goal should be uh just like be patient. I hope he just has like a long contract. You know, like like keep your picks. Don't trade Malik Monk. I mean, Michael Jordan doesn't like firing people, so no, because he has to pay them twice, right? Um. <laughs> uh, and I do think, I do think, like, um, I would, you know, how there's different, like, different GMs are good at different things. I would trust Mitch Kupchak to make a good trade for Kemba Walker if he lets him. If Michael Jordan lets yeah, him, yeah, yeah. I mean, they might they might just not be trading him, but like I bet Mitch I'd rather... builds around Kemba and trades everyone else. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but I, you know, like like aside from like a Jerry West, who you'd want to be involved in every transaction, mm-hmm. um, 
I think Mitch is good with like superstars and making like like large things with a lot of large pieces happen. I was saying, if you look at all the young Lakers he's drafted, like a lot of those guys are Mitch picks, and they actually worked out. Yeah. No, I mean it's um, like, I mean signing Dang and Mozgov was disastrous, but like, you know, even even though they got rid of him, D'Angelo Russell wasn't really. It doesn't seem like it was a bad pick either. Even. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's but like, and also you know. Drafting like, anyone is kind of, you know, shitty. Yeah. <laughs> um, and on that note, uh, Sean, what would you like to plug? Uh, so I'll have a bunch of playoff stuff coming up. Uh, I got a – my Tank Blues, a wrap-up, will be up at the end of the week. I'm going to have some stuff about the big three. Uh, I'm going to the Combine tomorrow and going to the draft. You can check my Twitter, and I think I'm running the Yard Barker Twitter on Thursday. <laughs> I'm going to be live tweeting the big three draft from Yard Barker. So, uh, you're the you're the Wodge. Yeah, because you're you're the Woj. I'm going to try to talk to everybody tomorrow that I can, but like, oh oh, and I guess you can. I guess I can interview people as they're showing up. But like during the draft, I'm just going to be like tweeting it out as much as possible. So, mm-hmm. uh, should be fun. Hopefully, I don't get Yard Barker in trouble. Uh. Like, I'm trying to think what are the most disastrous things people have done on Twitter. I guess I can't. I don't even know if I could damage the Yard Barker brand. But I won't be mentioning the little girl from, uh, uh, what's that called? Beasts of a, no. What is Southern that Wild. Beasts of the Southern Beast. Wild. <laughs> I, will not, Wallace. I will not be, yes, yes. <laughs> Modern day Annie. I won't be mentioning her. Don't worry about it. Uh. Yeah, and then uh, August 24th through 26th in beautiful Sacramento, California, our second favorite NBA city. Uh, I'll be featuring for Shang Wang at the Sacramento Punchline. Uh, oh, man, I love Shang Wang. Uh, all right, uh, as for me, uh, April 26th at the Hayworth Theater, we're doing another episode of Democracy Dies After Dark with Josh Androsky, the socialist version of The Daily Show that I write. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, oh, on Friday, look, Sean, mm-hmm. uh, it's a big month for uh, for team-ups, yes. if you will. We got the uh, Avengers Infinity War is coming mm-hmm. out this, mm-hmm. uh, this month. Yeah. But uh, fuck infinity war because basketball infinity war is happening on our uh on our feed on friday uh-huh. where we're gonna all your favorite comedy basketball podcasts coming we're getting together. together yeah um well there's one that might be missing but anyway <laughs> but yeah uh, uh shouts to Airbuds. they're not gonna be on take it or break it on friday yeah uh but <laughs> but uh there's there's going to be – we'll have an, one more exciting episode up on Friday is what I'm trying yeah. to Yeah, take it a break say. in, fast break f- breakfast, and round ball rock coming together for – Crossover. Our episode. version of the NBC 90, 1992 Olympics. It's going to be a triple cast, baby. <laughs> um, and as for me, uh, you can always follow me on Twitter at M. Night Shyamalan, <laughs> where uh, two days ago I – 
tweeted a screen grab of an NBA.com headline that said, Philadelphia 76ers show scary potential during 14-game win streak. And I tweeted, you know I love scary, at Sixers, <laughs> at Ben Simmons 25, at JJ Redick, at Dario Saric, at Joel Embiid. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, uh, I cannot wait for Joel Embiid to start roasting him about Lady in the Water on Twitter. <laughs> so uh, trust the twist endings. Trust the twist endings. Uh, shut it down. Let's go see ghosts. <laughs> um. Like your name is Love. So look, on Valentine's Day, do you get like extra attention? Yeah, man, Sea Wolves. We love y'all. We've been with you since the beginning. But now, it's gonna be a big seat. Emotional production, baby. We make what you need. Timberwolves on a home. We got a lot of rookies. You see a lot of junk, just like milk and cookies. Caleb dropping 30 with his man beer looking mean. And we call him Windex because he keeps the glass super clean. Like we stole the with the ball. Something you don't want to miss. Clippers ain't Lap City. Call us mini Lavalis. Almost a triple double. First, the Rockets. Ricky's dropping dimes like there's a hole in his center and impeccable player making the widows peak sexy forget the naysayers every time he's in the paint he's both crushing and when that comes around man all the girls blushing everyone worried about number eight but be easy the duke is straight running call him chris breezy just get that man a pack of tropical skittles and in no time he'll be made more threes than carry kittles Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 